Welcome to the award-winning productivity podcast, The Motivation Mindset. Learn to get stuff done without all the stress in these coffee break-sized episodes that can help you tune up your daily mindset. And now, here's your host, Risa Williams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, and thank you to Andrew Lawson for that amazing introduction. I'm Risa Williams. I'm a therapist and author of the Ultimate Time Management Toolkit and the Ultimate Toolkit Books. I'm here today with Season 2 of The Motivation Mindset. I can't believe we're already at Season 2. I started this podcast about a year ago because I enjoy talking to people about time, and I like to talk to people about how they manage their time and ways we can do more things without getting getting stressed out. On today's episode, guests will be returning to try out the stress ruler, which was discussed on episode 11 and is one of my most listened to episodes. So be sure to check it out in the show notes. Joining me today are three guests, including Trevor Stockwell, who is a frequent guest co-host and a leadership coach, Finley Woodmansey, a former aerospace engineer turned therapist, and Lance Perry Manikes, who is a film student here in Los Angeles. So welcome everyone to the show. I'm so happy to see all of you. Thank you for joining me here today to test out the stress ruler and breathing breaks. So today we have Finley coming back to test out more tools. We have Lance. Thanks for joining us, Lance from Los Angeles. And we have Trevor Stockwell, our guest expert who was on the very first episode of the show. Thanks for coming back, Trevor. Great to be here. Good to meet everyone. So Trevor, I'll start with you. I asked you to try out the stress ruler for a few days. And for anyone listening out there, um, you can check out episode 11, where I talk about the stress ruler in detail. And you can also check out my book, The Ultimate Anxiety Toolkit. It's the first chapter of the book. It's a tool I teach pretty much everyone I work with. And many of the classes I teach, it's the tool I give them as well. But basically, you're monitoring your stress on a scale from 1 to 10. Because stress, I find, is something that people often have trouble quantifying. It's something we say a lot, like, I'm stressed out, I'm so stressed and freaked out, but we don't really think about how stressed am I? Where did this come from? How did I get to this point? We often only notice our stress when it's level 10 on the stress ruler. So this is a way of figuring out what the notches are between 1 and 10, what it feels like as it's rising, what's the red zone for you, and that's the tipping point where if you catch it at the red zone, you can bring your stress down a little easier. Usually that's a seven or eight for people. So Trevor, you took this tool and how did it work out for you? Well, I've got a very simple example, actually. It's a really useful tool because you can visualize, everyone knows what a ruler looks like, um, and you can visualize where you are on the scale. Yeah. Um, But literally, it's very practical. I was trying to scramble some eggs yesterday. I'm sure (laughs) People scramble eggs different ways, but I always start by melting the butter in a pan. Then I start sort of beating the eggs and adding the milk and things like that. All fine, no problems. Put the butter on the pan, um, on the gas, started melting that, started to break the eggs. The shell fell into the cup that I was, (laughs) which I hadn't planned for in my timing of lighting the gas. Um, And just a small thing. And then somebody else came in the room. Um, And when I'm in the kitchen, I'm not a master chef, but I like to control the area that I'm operating in because I know where everything is. Um, And I suddenly felt a one of the things I've realized on the stress ruler, as I start to get more stressed, I get very quiet 
I kind of internalize things. I'm not yeah. very special. Um, and I just try and control whatever I can that's causing the stress. And I realized that I wasn't chatting to the person that came in the room. It's a family member. Um, usually we chat all the time. Um, I was trying to then add several different tasks to try and sort of get on top of me feeling behind having to deal with this um, cracked eggshell. Um, <laughs> so very basic example, but it just I pictured the ruler and I thought, right, I'm not going to get up to red. I'm not going to get anywhere near that end of things. Um, uh-huh. And it was just the case, right, what do I need to do? It's like, just take the butter off the gas. Sort the <laughs> right. Just take it one start. thing at a time. Yeah. I love that example, though. It's an everyday example that happens to so many of us. It's these little tiny things that start building our stress. And sometimes we get to the end of our day and we have no idea why we're stressed out, but it was like a hundred of those little things. And like you said, sometimes it's the timing. It's not just that the eggshell fell in. It's that you were getting interrupted. You were starting to feel annoyed. You weren't kind of like present until you stopped yourself and said, wait a minute, what's going on with me? Why am I feeling so stressed? Another thing I like about what you said is that you notice that you get quiet. And I actually hear that from a lot of people. You know, there are people where it's very easy to see that they're stressed out because they're acting like it on the outside, you know, they're yelling or they're tense or you can visibly see it. But I find the majority of people tell me that people around them don't really know when they're stressed out. So it might be that you look very calm on the outside when you're stressed to the outside world, but internally you can start feeling it like you don't want to talk as much, or maybe you pull back a lot. Yeah. I also look very serious as well. I've noticed that about myself. (laughs) Generally I'm quite easygoing, but yeah, Yeah. I get serious when I get focused. Right. And that's something I notice about myself as well is when I start taking things really hard and everything is serious and someone does something silly in front of me and I can't even laugh about it. That's usually a warning sign to me that I need to get some perspective. You know, my stress might be way higher than I'm even admitting to myself. So talk to me, give me a few more examples of you catching what level you were stress-wise. I think it it links well with, I want to bring in another um, tool that I use really um, from your other book. Um, I use the Pomodoro generally quite a lot when I'm doing intense work. um, Mm -hmm. And I take time buffers by... After a set period of time, I then take a break. I'll go and walk in the garden. And I've linked kind of the time buffer to also the the mini hypnosis tool where I have this confession that I make that every time I walk, I get inspired. Um, Uh I do quite a bit of writing at the moment, different creative things. So I like that inspiration. Um, So whilst I'm doing the the walking, um, this goes on probably to your, your question further down the road as well about the breathing side of things i can incorporate breathing techniques whilst i'm walking um and it also helps me just check in with okay where am i on a stress level how do i actually feel at the moment why do i feel that way yeah Um, so it all helps with the sort of the the self-analysis which can only yeah it doesn't have to take hours in any way uh shape or form it can be very practical but it's just a good way of checking in every now and again as to okay is the day going as well as i'd hoped have I got the things done by this point of the day that I was hoping to get done? And it's those sort of things that help measure, if you like, your stress level uh, before, like you say, you get to the end of the day and you're completely burnt out or frantic thinking it's all gone horribly wrong. Um, if you're able to check in every now and again, yeah, see where you are on the ruler, then you can as you, you know, make certain adjustments as and when you need to, just in the way you're thinking about stuff, 
or the actual activities that you get involved with the rest of the day can all help to manage the stress side of things. Right. So I like that. So when you catch yourself starting to rise to like a seven or eight on the stress ruler, you pull back and you think I need to take a break. And one type of break that works for you is walking because you've made the brain association. When I walk, I let my brain reset and I let myself get inspired, which I really like that you've programmed that for yourself. Because now every time you're taking a walk, you're thinking when this walk ends, I'm going to get some inspiration for something else I want to do. And in a way, that's not only letting your brain reset, but also letting those ideas in our subconscious kind of come out gives us a break from the mind chatter a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed because on the days when it's, you know, the weather's really bad and I don't go for a walk. I find myself sort of stacking the task one after the other, just going on to the next one, then on to the next one. And yeah. I don't take that same break and it makes such a difference. Right. So did you try out the breathing breaks? Those might be a good one to do when it is raining. And I know where you are, it rains a lot. <laughs> so you can't always <laughs> go out for a walk, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The breathing breaks are really good. And I try and tie it in also with sort of developing the habit of mindful eating more. So mm -hmm, I used to mm -hmm. have a lot of meals, sit down and watch something on the television or have some sort of input and stimuli. Um, and then I found actually it's better to just take a break while you're eating. You taste the food more, but also yeah. you relax more. And if you can mix that with just a few moments of sort of deep breathing, relaxed breathing before you eat, it's a much more, it's good for your digestion. It's a much more healthy approach uh, mm -hmm. to eating as well, um, rather than just literally finish a task, grab some food get on to the next thing um, and eat while you're working. It's like, no, take a pause, take some deep breaths. It's amazing how just breathing uh, in a slightly different way can just really relax you and calm you down. It's not right. some expensive thing we have to go and get. It's like we can all breathe differently if we understand it. And I think yeah. it's just training ourselves to do that in a calm way. Again, just for a few moments, and it can make all the difference. Right. It's like a switch where we can regulate our nervous system. It's free. We just have to remember to do it. And like you said, when we're stressed out, it affects our digestion often. It, it makes us speed up. So we're eating, if we're eating from a stressed out state and we're already kind of feeling wonky physically, what we're doing is our stomachs are probably already a little upset from being stressed out. Now we're eating too quickly. We're not regulating our nervous system. And so we haven't brought the stress down at all. So the problem just continues and starts to rise as we get more and more tired. So I like using eating as a natural break because you have to eat, you have to eat lunch, right? So you might as well do a habit stacking, which is, you know, remember to breathe, do the mindful eating, and you're also bringing the stress down one notch at a time. So that's yeah. great advice for anyone listening out there. If you can't remember to stop and breathe, at least when you're before you eat your next meal, maybe do what Trevor does, which is take a few deep breaths and get more mindful about slowing down intentionally. Okay, so moving on to Lance. Lance, you were part of a class where I taught you guys the stress ruler. And I remember you had some funny stories about applying it. So tell me what it was like when you first learned about it. Yeah. So for me, the stress ruler, I started using it more as like a communication tool, not only <laughs> with the people around me, but also with myself, because I started using the stress ruler to find out why I was stressed. Because again, like you don't really know why you're stressed, you, you just feel stressed. Yeah. And then, using that ruler and having that one through 10 scale and being like, all right, I'm at a four right now. And it's because 
my professor just said we have an assignment due next week. <laughs> That's the communication with myself where I'm like, I'm stressed, but I can't really do anything about it right now. So I have to either let it go or, you know, um, keep moving on with my day. Um, but initially, when I started using the stress ruler, it was uh, mainly as communication with my SO, uh, my girlfriend, I would kind of yeah. like tell her like, I'm at a seven right now. And it's because we're in traffic and it's rush hour and I'm not upset at you. I'm just stressed because there's traffic. And it's this whole like avoiding arguments with my SO because she would think maybe I'm upset at her. But in yeah. actuality, it's like, it's not you. It's everything else. It's the traffic. It's the assignments I'm thinking of. So it helps right. avoid that sort of conflict with her. Right. And what you're saying is so true because we often misread our own stress levels and then we misread other people's stress levels, especially those we're in romantic relationships with. We tend to assume that they're at the same stress level that we are all the time. We make all these assumptions throughout the day. And for somebody like you, who I imagine you seem very calm you know, you have a calm demeanor. So I imagine it might be hard sometimes for somebody to know how stressed you are, unless you're communicating that. And often lots of the people I work with, it's that problem. Like, why aren't people picking up on all these cues? Well, maybe your cues are very subtle to other people compared to how they express stress. Right. Yeah. And I want to echo what Trevor was saying earlier, that he sort of gets quiet. I am also very much the same where I, I sort of, I guess not shut down, but I'm less receptive to things when I'm at a higher stress level. Yeah. Um, so again, like just saying I'm at a seven, I'm at an eight. It's not that I'm like upset. It's just, I'm less receptive. So, you know. Yeah. And what I love about what you did with the tool is you added the word because. So I remember when you were saying it, you said it would be really helpful if people would say I'm at a level eight because not just I'm at a level eight, leave me alone and leave the room. Right. It's that extra explanation that helps people get context and maybe understand what your day has been like when they haven't seen you all day, right? And they don't know about the assignment that just got dumped on you by a professor. Yeah. So yeah, again, it's like a really helpful communication tool with other people and myself. And it's also like, it helps me acknowledge the stress instead of avoid it and try to push it away. Because for me, I feel like acknowledging that thing helps me realize why I'm feeling that thing. And then knowing why helps me figure out how to deal with it. So it's like this whole three-step process, I guess, in my head. Right. And what we're doing is we're engaging the rational part of our brain, and it's getting us out of that fight or flight mode that we tend to go into when we're stressed, which shoots our cortisol up. So when you engage the rational side of your brain and you investigate the feeling a little bit, it helps you navigate your nervous system. And it also gives you perspective. I know when Trevor was on the show, we talked about that a lot, that perspective taking is so helpful. And Trevor calls it helicopter mode, where you pull back and you kind of see things from above. I had another guest who used a glass elevator analogy where you just go in the glass elevator, float above, and you look down. And that's kind of like when you're being more mindful about your stress. What got me into this situation? Why am I being so short-tempered or quiet or, you know, what's going on with me? So did you try the breathing techniques when you got high on your scale this week? I did. And it was kind of this, again, like sort of process in my head where acknowledging the stress leading to why I feel that way and leading to how to combat that. And what I realized with myself was a lot of the stress that I was feeling the last three days were sort of things that were 
out of my control and things that like they just happened and I just have to deal with it. Like, I guess the example I'm going to bring up is I was editing on Adobe Premiere and I was like two hours into editing uh-huh. and it just crashed. And like, no, I was no. like, oh my goodness, all this work. I hope autosave was in there somewhere in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> right. And as Adobe Premiere was booting up, I was like stressed. I was like, I don't want to go back, do a whole hour of editing. And then I reminded myself I could just breathe. It's out of my control. Whatever is you know, left from the autosave I can pick up, but it's out of my control. And all I can do right now is breathe and focus on what nice. I can pick up. Yeah. Great. So you did some breathing right then. And there is your computers booting up again. Yeah. That's a great idea because that's often when our stress is spiking. Exactly. Cause it's that little, um, while it's booting up, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's coming up. So I might as well take a step back and, you know, reset myself with the computer. Right. And how did it all work out? You know, there was 20 minutes of footage lost, but I I, I recovered. <laughs> good, good. All right. So great application of the breathing technique. How about you, Finley? How did the stress ruler work out for you? Um, for me, I got a lot of great information, like sort of like what Lance was saying in realizing why my yeah. stress was doing what it was doing, because I could notice the patterns And for me, you know, it came down to looking at the tasks and I could compare it against my Google calendar as well, where I'm like, I got all of this stuff done, but stayed stressed afterwards. Why is that? Right. And I went back through how I was motivating myself and realized I was just using the wrong motivators. So my tasks weren't feeling rewarding when I finished them. So give me an example of that. You were piling tasks. And then feeling no relief from stress afterwards, right? So something was in your process of maybe beating yourself up or talking to yourself in a harsh way. Yeah, you know, I... I do have this bad habit of trying to like motivate myself with things that should be motivating. So give me an example. What, What does that mean? So like reminding myself of how important the task is or reminding myself of the consequences of what will happen afterwards. <laughs> so kind of being like a harsh teacher, right? Like this is yeah. so important. You have to get it done. And it kind of doesn't feel fun. It maybe zaps the fun a little bit. Maybe make it like have it be a challenge or like have some element of like novelty. And yes, sometimes like urgency will do it too. But I'm very careful with employing that one because it's not good stress management. Yeah. Yeah. That'll shoot your stress up sometimes if the deadline is too imposing. But like sometimes doing the same task in a different part of my apartment will make it feel more rewarding just because I changed the environment. And now it feels like a new and exciting task, even though it was the same boring, tedious task I have to do every week and always right. put off until Friday. Right, right. So adding that element of novelty where you're giving your brain something new to engage with an old task. Right. And like social reinforcement for me, for some reason, will make me engage with the task and feel better afterwards. Like Uh I had a couple weeks where for some reason I would go to the gym and not feel any better afterwards. It had gotten to feel like such a chore. So I just signed up for like the gym classes with other people for a week to see if that would make it feel more rewarding. And it did. I'm like, okay, good. My self-care feels like self-care again. Right, right. Because I think adding that element of accountability, even if it's to strangers, sometimes makes it feel more fun and engaging for people. And also it's like a set 
segment of time that you've scheduled to do this thing. And there's something holding you to that time. So again, sometimes when we're piling tasks, it's like the tasks feel endless. There's no time parameters. There's no reward. And we haven't made it fun enough for our brain. So I like that the stress ruler got you to examine that a little bit. Why am I so stressed out if I'm being productive? Well, maybe it's the order you did the task. Maybe it's the way in which you did the task. Or maybe it's the way you were talking to yourself during the tasks. It felt more like I was doing all of my tasks to avoid punishment. And, then, <laughs> right. and that's like, not okay, fun. Good. I got through my day. I didn't fail. I can set the <laughs> clock back tomorrow and try to not fail again tomorrow. Like that was a terrible way to be rewarding myself. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to plan some fun rewards in there or just, you know, take some time, like Trevor says, to do a time buffer break where you're actually letting yourself relax and feel a little bit proud and inspired for the next thing. So great yeah. job. So how did the breathing work for you? You say you do the breathing anyway. Yes, I. that's one of my favorite ways, especially in the moment when I feel something coming up, bring myself down before I hit like a fight or flight or a shutdown place. Yeah. It's very helpful, especially um, like I do crisis counseling and like other kinds of like sort of high stress, high trauma counseling. And if I'm in a session with a client and they have something coming up that like is very reminiscent of something for me, I've found especially the square breathing mm -hmm. to be something I can do that they don't notice I'm doing to make sure that like I'm staying here for them and my stuff is staying compartmentalized for the next hour. I'll deal right. with it afterwards. It's not internalizing my feelings, but making sure that countertransference doesn't show up. Right. And, like, and you're all. regulating your nervous system so that you can be present for somebody who isn't regulated, you know, who is right. in a state of crisis. And that's so important to do if you're in a helping profession. Absolutely. And like one of the worst things you can do sometimes when someone's coming to you because they're overwhelmed, you do not want it to seem like they're overwhelming you. That will just add guilt and shame on top of what they're yeah. already feeling. So I love these tools for how much I can use them. And it does not communicate any kind of distress to the other person. Like it's very subtle. I can take care of what's coming up for me and it's not like adding any kind of like distress or guilt or making anyone else feel like a burden because usually they're there because their whole life is them feeling like a burden. Right, right. It's important to understand our own stress levels because we do affect other people. So when we're unregulated, when we're letting our stress get to level 10, we're affecting our partners sometimes. We're affecting our coworkers. We're affecting the people we're interacting with. So for instance, in your particular situation, it's incredibly important, but just in everyday situations, if you're working in an office and you're really at a 10 and you're not kind of mindful of that, everyone you're interacting with that day might be going up a notch because they're now feeling the stress. And then we have a whole office full of people feeling high stress and no one's regulating it. And that can be kind of a tricky situation to navigate. And Trevor, you've probably seen that happen in more corporate situations as well. Yeah, you get to a point, I think, well, depending on how much you work on yourself and the way you think about stuff, but you realize that your actions are having such a knock-on effect like we all influence the environment that we're in to some degree yeah uh, 
when we're intentional about it, we can do it positively. When we're stressed and we're focused too much on the stuff we're trying to sort of tread water on or not drown under, then we can easily uh, say the wrong thing um, or just act in a way that even if you don't say anything, your body language can just send out you know bad vibes, vibes of go away from me. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and, it, and people pick up on it. We are we're all very connected and we were sensitive people. We understand how different people can feel without necessarily them saying it. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's good, as Lance said, that once you realize you're stressed, communicate the fact that you are stressed and you will deal with it. And it can often be very helpful to tell people around you, hey, I'm really stressed out now because of work and it's not you. And I need to go in the other room and kind of bring my stress down a little because in that way, we're modeling to other people how to do it as well. So thank you everyone for trying out these tools. I think I love to hear all your individual experiences with them and how you're navigating things. And I think it's helpful for people out there to hear people from different backgrounds and different fields using the same tool and how it applies in different ways. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you, you too. If you're enjoying tools discussed on the show, please visit risawilliams.com and click on podcast. There you can learn about books, upcoming episodes, and future special segments of the show. You can also follow me at Risa Williams Therapy for contests and book giveaways. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.